Monsters Podcast, where the hosts truly believe that 1375 will buy you a Pepsi and a Toblerone. I'm Rob. I'm Kyle. And today, we're talking about the Netflix original, Troll. Not to be confused with Troll Hunter. Not to be confused with <laughs> Troll Hunter. Shin Troll Hunter if, is another option for uh, optional title uh, for this episode. But hey, welcome to our special report on yes. Troll. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, this uh, this movie just dropped uh, like just a few days ago, right? It was on yes. December 1st. December 1st. And yeah, we are recording on this Thursday. on the 4th. Uh, yep. This should be coming out if I play my cards right on the 5th. Uh, yep. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, I'm excited to talk to you about this one. This is a very, very interesting film. Yes. Uh, I've, I've um, got a lot of a lot of key points and fun things to talk about, <laughs> um, but a lot of those are spoilery. So uh, yes. as with all of our special reports, which are unedited, vaguely edited, I cut out some hey. empty spots in between us taking breaks. <laughs> uh, Maybe some sniffles, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. We uh, <laughs> remember uh, a few months ago when I was recovering from COVID and I did an episode with Marissa <laughs> on uh, Tokyo Signals. Well, now Kyle's recovering from COVID. Uh, so, yes. you know, the entire the entire uh Middick Pickett household caught COVID uh, oh. over last week. Oh. So uh, uh, Marissa's, uh, she caught it the first and then I caught it after her. Yeah. So, uh, so we're finally, finally on the edge of it. So if you hear me <laughs> sounding a little weird or uh, uh, some sniffles come through, that's uh, me doing my best. I, I'm feeling way better. Uh, no more fevers or anything like that. But still. Well, I'm, uh, uh, yeah, I'm glad you're, you're back in tip top shape and you got your taste back, which is always good yes. to hear. Yes. <laughs> uh, so that means you'll you'll really love this film. Good taste. How is it? Okay. Uh, um, uh, but yeah. Uh, so we're we'll, we're gonna start with a spoiler free section. Where we're gonna talk just generally about our feelings about the movie, uh, what we liked, what we didn't like, whether we recommend watching it or not. Then we're gonna take a quick little break. Bump bump. Little bump's gonna play. Uh, and then when we come back, we're going to get into spoilers, baby. And I've written down uh, a very spoiler filled plot synopsis uh, that should uh, pretty succinctly wrap up everything that happens in this movie, including good, good, good. the multitude of kaiju references. I was shocked. I did not expect to see what I saw too in this movie. Many. <laughs> yeah, I'll say, uh, you know, I'll save that for for when we get into final <laughs> thoughts. But yeah. Um, but do you want to start us off? Yeah, I'll start us off. Uh, so I, I, when we first got trailers for this movie, I was very surprised because number one, it came out of nowhere. Uh, number two, uh, it looked really, really good. Like as far as like special effects were concerned and stuff like that. And I know we'll go into more details in the spoiler section, but uh, I was, I, I just remember when I first saw it, I was like, whoa, this is. This is actually something legit that we're going to have to talk about. Like, it's not <laughs> something we're going to be able to just be like, oh, well, we'll, we'll watch it later or whatever. Uh, and uh, uh, it's, you know, it's directed by uh, 
one of the guys with the coolest first the coolest name Roar. Ever. Roar Uthog. <laughs> Amazing. I love Great that uh, that an orc uh, an orc from Skyrim directed this episode. <laughs> right. Um <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, honestly, uh, this movie was a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's a very classic monster movie. It's very, uh, you know, like I, I've, I've heard people complain about it, basically saying that it does nothing new. And I can't disagree with that. Like, it's not really like it doesn't do anything new. Like, it's very it's very modern monster movie. Like, it's very monster verse. Yeah. It's very, uh, you know, very that. I mean, it, it does have a classic Toho feel with the plot. Yeah. Uh, well, especially but, some uh, of the plot. The, some of the plot beats are like just straight up Toho. Yes. Intros. Yeah. Like exactly. there's. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it it's still. I, I was still really entertained, entertained from the beginning to the end. Yeah. Uh, I I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I couldn't wait to get to the next uh troll like scene i couldn't wait to find out more of like what weird troll lore were they pulling from mythology yeah uh to make you know make it to canon with this creature uh the ending was really really fun even though it has my least favorite moment in it oh uh, i've got yeah <laughs> but uh no like i said overall though really enjoyed it uh you know i i uh, gave it the whole two thumbs up on netflix to try and get it out to more people uh but uh <laughs> I, I i yeah i had a blast with it i i, I think it was really fun with the we like the mystery aspect of it at the beginning uh to stay spoiler free just talk about the beginning mm. i really liked the whole like them tracking the monster at the beginning uh to to, to find it uh, even though we all knew what it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I had fun with it. I think it's a, if you're, if you're a giant monster movie fan, absolutely check it out. Like yeah. you, you need to, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and definitely, you know, support this kind of, uh, this kind of a movie for sure. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe get a sequel. We'll talk about that in spoilers. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I really had fun with it. Uh, like, Eight out of ten. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I'll agree. It definitely like the 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 emotional like gut punch of some of the scenes with the the kaiju in this were wild. I mean, like yeah. I thought I felt bad for uh, young Gary uh, pooping himself to death in a river <laughs> face down, uh, but man, oh man, they really they hit even harder with this one. <laughs> Um, there's a whole sequence that, uh, is, uh, maybe going to be talked about in favorite moments. I yep. don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, I was actually, so I, I really liked this movie and watching the movie. I was like, wow, the, by the way, I do have a whiny dog. Uh, just as a heads up. I don't know if that's already been coming through on the audio, but he did just walk into the room and start staring at me. So I do worry that soon he'll start asking me <laughs> to let him outside. Oh, there he goes. There he is. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so when I was watching this movie, I was like, wow, like I was shocked at how frequently every other scene is a new reference to a Toho movie, uh, a camera movie, a, uh, like a, a, a classic Kaiji movie. There's tons of Jurassic Park references in the very beginning, like beat for beat for like back to back to back. It is Jurassic Park for a, like a yep. whole 15 minute segment and then they're like okay we're done with Jurassic Park references back to Toho um <laughs> it, it's uh and in that you know in that vein it's a love letter to a lot of other kaiju media um 
the uh, the humans are portrayed as like pr- like properly evil. And I was trying to figure out what the tone and vibe was. And I was actually talking to a friend from Norway yesterday. Uh, and she was like, oh, yeah, it's like extremely right wing. And I was like, what? It doesn't seem like like a very like, you know, uh, American like right wing film. Like there's it's clearly like it's what I like to call popcorn propaganda where it's like a fun movie. But you can feel it's like definitely trying to like establish like a, a right yeah. way to think. Uh, and she clarified, no, 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 Rob, you're misunderstanding. It's it's Norwegian ethno-nationalism, where there's like a lot of references to like the Christianization of Norway. Yeah. There's a lot of like glorifying of like the past and like uh, the government is lying to us and they're trying to hide our mythical good past. And so she kind of broke it down away where I, at the end I was like, oh, oh, I see. Okay, I, I can understand. Yeah. So there it, is like there's a political message that if you're not really paying attention to, it just like kind of just feels like there's some nebulous yeah. thing. But then when but you I, I, watch it I with that it context. With oh, sorry. Yeah. No, no. I was just going to say I brought it up with you whenever we found that out. And it's yeah. like it's the same it's the same level of political context that Shin Godzilla and GMK had. Yeah. Where if you're really not like understanding Aware it, it it's like, just... yeah, like. Because because GMK and, and and Shin Godzilla almost had like opposite messages of like the Japanese government yeah. as far as like militarization and how much should we rely on like America yeah. and it's it, there's very those topics are there but from a like person watching it from outside the country yeah you're I, not really gonna pick up on it or really like understand it because that's yeah. not the point of the movie. To really break that down, yeah, is, is I guess what I would say. It it only vaguely kind of like I mean you know it butts up against like it pretty pointedly is like oh the Christianization of Norway yes. multiple times. Well, but times. that's a plot point with the bonds. That too, that's true. So. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which is interesting. It, it's just it's very it's very like it's integrated into the movie in a way that never feels like the movie is stopping and pointing at you and being like. Get the get the non Nords out of uh, of uh, Skyrim, you know. It's never right. doing that, but it is like it does have like a political feel to it that like uh, I'm not educated enough to really like properly speak on. But having it brought up to me, I was like, oh, that adds a new context to the film that could sure. help me in understand the like dynamics of what the film was saying a little bit better. Sure. Um, but yeah, uh, outside of that, the CGI is really like sh- stunningly good uh <laughs> the filmography the lighting um uh, and we're i'm gonna save this for sound design but i want to rant about netflix's god awful adr voiceover work oh yes watch uh, it watch it in its original language with subs it's so much better it's just, just it's yeah. <laughs> in, netflix is the most insulting company when it comes to like dub work because they literally just have a microphone in a a toneless room and so it feels like the characters voices are these disembodied things uh whereas like at least like you know even like in the old days even if you're not specifically trying to adr it to make it sound like the voice is coming from the person at least there was like kind of like an old staticky kind of hiss they're just using high quality microphones in a sound isolated room so you just get the voice and it sounds fully dissociated from the person talking it's well we talked about haunting. it briefly when we talked about uh evangelion with yeah. the the netflix redub yes and but how it's, it's kind of the same it's problem really bad with their with their uh, live action stuff. their movie dubs yeah. stuff yeah 
At least uh, the Evangelion one had like an anime voiceover or voice director involved. True. It true. feels like there's no voice director at Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, outside of that, uh, very visually, very uh, uh, interesting film with a lot to say and a lot of really cool action sequences uh, that are, in some cases, direct references to things. So if you like looking for Easter eggs, this is like a shockingly fun movie to just be like, wait, that's, oh, oh, hey, there's it. Oh, from the, yeah. You know, I'm not going to, again, right. I can't spoil it right now because we're not in spoilers. But, uh, <laughs> we're almost there, Rob. We're almost there. Very, very fun. <laughs> that's it. That's it. And yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, like seven to eight out of 10. And I'm in that range as well. Yeah, that's same range. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I'm docking one point because, yeah, it's a little bit <laughs> too referential in some places. It's yeah. Once again, it's it's very it is very derivative in some places. It's very without spoiling it. I I, I can still I can confidently say this. I was almost surprised at the end because I first I actually like with how much it felt like this. I for a second thought we were gonna get a surprise reveal of Monarch at the end of the movie. <laughs> I was like, we're gonna see a fucking Monarch truck drive by. That's gonna be the like, and everybody's gonna freak out because we're gonna be like, wait a minute, like, you mean all those references that they made were actually referencing the creatures in the in the universe, not like a movie? Like, I don't know. It, it, it felt yeah. like it could have happened, like legitimately. Oh, I was like, oh yeah, like it, it's just there you go. Um, and, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's like it's it feels like it's supposed to be world building because it's so referential to other properties that you think like I mean. oh it's yeah. about to link up to, but Something, no, it's just yeah. I think I think Roar is just a huge kaiju nerd. Oh, I, that's yeah. like uh, you know uh, he's watched the same movies we've covered on you know like he's he he knows he knows right. what he's doing. <laughs> no, for sure, yeah, um, yeah. I I I'll, I mean I'll talk more about Roar in uh, in in the spoiler section because I mean he's he also directed a few other movies that kind of uh, kind of makes sense once you realize what he directed. Yeah, uh, leading up to this, so. Um, but, uh, anyway, um, (laughs) Oh, before we move on, there is one news item to bring up. Yes. In the special report. (laughs) Uh, so hold on, uh, hold on. I'm going to do this. We're going to be covering, uh, uh, we, we've got our list of movies that we're covering for, uh, fan month. Um, uh, first off, on the host edition, uh, we put four different movies out there, and I will let you yourselves imagine whomst suggested what, but I will say that I was the ultimate huge loser in this round. Um, uh, but uh, uh, Kyle's recommendation for Legend of Monsters, <laughs> sorry, Legends, uh, Legend of Dinosaurs and Monster Birds from 1977 uh, came in with a whopping 61% of the vote. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, I was very clear that's the one I was going to put up because the Blu-ray just came out. And I was yeah. like, ooh, that would be fun. <laughs> I actually, I added the years because a, a, uh, someone else, it's pretty obvious, uh, Sasquatch, The Legend of Bigfoot, also came out in 1977. And look at the, the quality yeah. difference between those two. <laughs> uh, wild. But yeah, yeah. Uh, that'll be the episode that we're covering first. Uh, then for the patron picks, uh, we will be covering Seventh Voyage of Sinbad with a exact 90%, a clean cut uh, victory 
Clean, crisp. <laughs> uh, it was it was really close with Mad God. I'm kind of glad that Seventh Voyage went out because while Mad God is really cool, and I've only watched part one, so I can't speak to the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that there's a plot, really. I don't know how I would describe the plot. It's just kind of yeah. like, oh, there's shit and piss demons, and there's little guys running around, and then now there's a new guy, and he's running around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be very hard to talk about the plot of that one. I understand why people, why the fans put it up for the vote, oh, yeah. but uh, yeah, we, it would have been One day we'll do a stop-motion episode, and we'll probably just like vaguely the premises about this, and here's probably the theme, like do a themes <laughs> instead of a plot breakdown. Yeah, I think that's how you'd have to handle that one. Yeah. But luckily for us, we're starting off with the first of the trilogy of the Sinbad trilogy from Harry yeah. Housen. So uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about uh, yeah, Legend of uh, Legend of Dinosaurs and Monster Birds will be first. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So that'll be the next episode, and then uh, Seventh Voyage of Sinbad will be the episode after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we will we have are, our Christmas special. We're working on. I'm getting uh, <laughs> the the audio files are coming in. I'm very excited. Uh, I've got some fun stuff set up, and I'll be sharing a family tradition with everyone this year. So I'm excited uh, about that one. I've started my my part of it. So (laughs) (laughs) you have been updating me about. Here's the thing: I only asked you to ask the watch one episode. I know you. You've trudged through the like the thick of it. I felt I had to. I don't. Here's the thing: you've got to finish season two now. Watching the first two episodes of the thing we're talking about yes the, the specific thing i know i don't think i'm gonna watch the rest you've got to have to just watch mine i'm watching the whole thing i know but it's it's so hard i know i know but you've, you've got so a power hard. i know you've listen you've got you've got <laughs> 20 more days to watch Jesus, all of it <laughs> so hard Ugh. um but yeah do you want to take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about this movie about yeah. trolls yeah <laughs> after these messages we'll be right back monster will destroy us all prehistoric monster the monster will destroy us all sure monster the monster will destroy us all prehistoric monster the monster this monster you see you think your bombs will stop him and we are back then you best start believing in troll fables because you're in one. Uh, uh, and with that, uh, it is time to start talking about the plot of troll. Uh, uh, that was I wrote down two potential like intros for this episode, and uh, I couldn't pick which one I wanted to. Oh gosh! Hey, crunch! Hey, <laughs> I got a dog in my lap. I got a great Pyrenees in my lap. He's so big. Hello, did you want to be on the episode? I'm recording. <laughs> I'm recording. He okay. just like came straight in onto your lap. Too. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he does this when he wants. Uh, he wants something special. I don't know what. He I was wants. gonna say, is it because he just got yelled at? Because I heard him in the in the break getting yelled at. Oh, he uh, <laughs> he he uh, he's been getting nippy recently. Uh, uh, Michelle was telling him no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because we that is a habit we do not want a big. Nope. <laughs> 60-pound dog uh, learning. Definitely not. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have written here a plot breakdown. Shall we commence? Take it away. We start off at some point in the past as a father and daughter climb up a mountain and look over the peak to the horizon. The father, Tobias, is a huge troll nerd and wants his daughter, Nora, to just believe. 
to see. And so she does, seeing some faces in the mountain for a moment. And it's a pretty good scene of CGI. Because they, they kind of like phase out of the mountain when the, like, the light hits it just right. And then like the, yep. the cloud moves back over and the faces disappear. That's not a favorite moment, but I just wanted to like bring it up. That it was really like pretty. It was really good. <laughs> um, <clears throat> wow. Anyway, back in modern times, Nora's all grown up. And it's time for the first five minutes of the Jurassic Park movie. That's right. She's a paleobiologist. And hilariously, there's a full T-Rex skull, not but three inches underneath the Norwegian mud. Wow, that seems wild. Anyway, time for us to begin our Toho movie. The dwarves dug too deep and too greedily, awakening the... Oh, sorry, wrong script. The mining company dug too deep and too deeply, uh, too deep and too greedily, and has awakened the troll. The giant creature explodes out of the mountain and stomps away, heading towards the capital. Dun, dun, dun. Meanwhile, in the Shin Godzilla reference, the prime minister is called to her war room and shown pictures of giant footprints. <laughs> Seeing this, she decides to call in all of the experts, which for some reason includes Nora, even though she's just like like a biologist, like a paleobiologist. Yeah. And they're pretty sure that this is just like a gas leak. <laughs> and everyone's like, this is just definitely a gas leak. Even though those are for sure footprints, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> the it's just swamp <laughs> gas and weather balloons explanations are finally disproven when uh, Iggy, the uh, hacker nerd who works for the prime minister, hacks some random protesters phone to show a video of a giant monster emerging from the mountains moments after a crew went inside to detonate a tunnel. Uh, good shot. Very, very good. Great reveal. Totally undercut by how annoying and weird people are about seeing the giant monster. And maybe it's just the dub version. Like it's just Netflix just can't make voice actors sound good. And so like, yeah. it's really unbelievable when they're like, well, I don't know. What could that possibly be? And it's like, <laughs> you just said, what could that possibly be? 18 other times with like footprints and stuff. So like, I don't know at this point, like stunned silence would have been better, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, just then, news of a small village getting totally blasted by the troll comes to the war room. Don't worry, the dog survives that sequence. It looks like the dog's going to get hurt, but <laughs> it's fine. Uh, with the monster now confirmed, it's time to form our team. Nora, the paleobiologist. <laughs> Andreas, the minister's right-hand man. And Chris, a soldier guy. That's, I mean, you know, that's kind yep. of the extent of it. I thought there was going to be like a romance subplot or like a love triangle or something, but no, it's just, he's just there. Yeah. They kind of, it kind of like, I thought it was going to happen all the way to like the end, but yeah. there, there is a romance subplot, but it's not between our main yeah. uh, peoples. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> they all pile into a helicopter and go looking for an expert on troll lore, even though they are adamant that this is definitely not a mythological creature. So there's no reason for us to look for anyone who's an expert on mythological things. But yep. regardless, yep. we meet up with Tobias. That's right. He's back. And it's time for our 2014 reference. But instead of Brian Cranston's portrayal of a man with deep rage and the, uh, suffering the mourning and loss of someone he loves, we have a smelly old troll-themed QAnon blogger but with a heart of gold. <laughs> he tells us the real reason the troll is here is the Christianization of Norway. A thing that happened in the 11th century and pings of a desire to return to a mystic past. Hmm. Oh, well, that's probably nothing to be concerned with. The quartet tracks the troll's footprints and finds a patch of dirt that smells like hypernature. 
they don't really like she doesn't explain exactly what it smells like she just like says like oh it doesn't smell like nature it smells like really nature yeah i mean uh, they don't they don't explain what that terminology means but i think i kind of get it like like imagine like you know when you like are in a in the woods and you like step on moss like like on a rock yeah yeah and that really earthy just smell hits your nose yeah just like it's a very distinct smell, but it's not like a smell of anything. It's just yeah, I guess it's just like vegetation and ozone, you know? Yeah, exactly. Ozone, yeah. I think, is yeah, a good a good uh, terminology for it. Yeah, I I mean, I liked it. Uh, it yeah, was no, very funny was that she circles it again when she's standing around on top of the troll. She's like, "Wait a minute, it smells like hypernature." Yeah. <laughs> um, and shockingly, it wasn't a rock they were standing on. It's a troll's face. It was a pretty <laughs> cool scene with the eye opening up. Yes, that's in the trailer though. Everyone knows that one. Yeah. They barely escape with the help of their pilotless helicopter and capture clean footage of the troll. Uh, the military convinced that uh, the military is now convinced and set up a reference to the Hezigamera films for a nighttime battle in a forest, which goes very poorly since the troll has Wolverine's heel factor. Then it gets worse. Specifically for a Christian soldier. My God, Tobias was right. The legends of trolls smelling Christian blood were true. Oh, thank goodness. Tobias is able to calm down the king. Everything is going to be A-OK. That is until a random soldier tries blasting the troll with a machine gun and probably gets himself and Tobias squished. With his dying breath, uh, he tells his daughter a bunch of things, but essentially says to go find the king, uh, which will come back into play later. So keep that in mind. Uh, Well, now we know the legends are true, so maybe we can use those to help us stop the troll? (laughs) So Nora suggests they strap a bunch of bells to a helicopter, which only manages to piss off the king and cause uh, cause our Skull Island reference to happen. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Nora is removed from the war council for her big goof-up, and the prime minister (laughs) is given the option to just nuke Oslo instead. So suddenly suddenly it's G98. Yes. (laughs) Well, actually, uh, that's true. I do have a G98 reference later, but yes, this is is the G98 G98 reference. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Oh, no, I lost my place. Uh, Uh, She got removed from the war council. Uh, Norris moved the war council. She, uh, uh, just new Oslo instead. She's a Christian, you see, and doesn't really care about Norway. But at least she's calling for an evacuation. Uh, but Nora doesn't really like that idea and finally manages to figure out what her dad wanted her to do by going to Norway's royal castle in Oslo, where Chief Justice Sindig is just hanging out and waiting to get nuked with his very, very funny looking armed guards. Turns out, Tobias was actually super correct. So Sendig had him thrown into the loony bin for getting too close to the capital T, truth. What truth is that? That trolls are real, and Christians tricked the old king out of his throne, killed all but one of his babies, and buried him in a mountain that ended up uh, getting tunneled uh, getting tunneled into back at the intro. And that's what started this whole thing. And now there's a, a royal castle on top of the, king's, uh, the troll king's yes. old dead castle. Um, a cavern filled with dead troll bodies, fossilized troll bodies. Really, really impactful scene. Yeah. Really, really like gut wrenching stuff. And it gets worse later. Yes. <laughs> um, wow. Why didn't the government just not give that company a permit to drill on that mountain? Are we not going to talk about that? Okay. Nora comes up with a brilliant plan. That's right. Space, space Godzilla, but fucked up. 
<laughs> she straps the skull of one of the dead baby trolls to the back of a Ford built like a rock. Meanwhile, Chris has to steal a bunch of tanning beds and work with the military <laughs> and work with his uh, off-duty military buddies and the only people of color in the entire film yes. uh, uh, to fry the troll king. Nora <laughs> picks the one location where no one of value could possibly get hurt. That's right, a campsite filled with trailers and tents. Uh, Nora and Andreas uh, fly through the abandoned streets of Oslo while Iggy hacks a military jet to stop the special missile, which I, again, am still assuming is a nuclear missile. Like a nu- I, I don't know. They're saying it's a special weapon that they've developed. They don't explain it's why. Unclear. It's It's a big it's, bomb. It's the oxygen destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, big, big bomb. That's all we know. <laughs> uh, the Troll King follows after them, enraged at the display of his uh, shattered progeny because the skull falls off of the thing and it gets. All- I'll talk about it more in favorite moments. Yes. Uh, and now it's time for our Twister reference as he blasts through the caravan. Um, uh, but Chris and his multicultural team is there to horrifically murder the grieving Troll King, you know, for our Beast from 20,000 Fathoms reference. Yes. Uh, and so the day is saved. And as the Prime Minister celebrates with her team, Nora wonders if there's anything else like the Troll King out there. Hmm. Hey, <laughs> didn't that Sindig guy mention that there was a tr- that one of the Troll King's children was used to trick him into the mountain? That's right. It's time for a G98 Stinger, with a second troll awakening from under the mountain at the, uh, from the beginning of the movie. Find out what happens next time on Troll 2, Ethnostate Boogaloo. <laughs> uh... Yeah, it, this movie, like, it's wild how it just keeps hitting, like, bit after bit from so many other, like, kaiju films. And, like, at first I was like, oh, this is a love letter. And then eventually there were moments where I was kind of like, is this a love letter or is this, like, not knowing how to do something new? But then exactly. there's that moment right towards the end with the Troll King that is absolutely so new and so spectacular and just like a moment of like yep. proper humanity given to a kaiju monster. I was like, oh, oh. And then like they just kind of move on to like the twist. And then it goes back to being a It's like, oh, okay. Reference. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so uh, as you can tell from my plot breakdown, I have some I have some mixed feelings about the messaging, the theming. But no, no, none problems with how pretty this fucking movie looks. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, no, that was a good breakdown. Uh, we definitely have some (laughs) stuff to talk about with, uh, with some of the characters, which is definitely the section that I want to go to next. Yeah. Uh, so let's start with, uh, Nora Tiedman, uh, Mm -hmm. or, uh, played by N.A. Marie Willman, Mm -hmm. um, who in the, she she does speak some English in the film. If you're watching the original version, um, but of course, uh, is primarily speaking uh, uh, her native tongue. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I think she uh, she does a really good job at being that like paleontologist uh, kind of character. I, I think they like it just like everybody else in this movie. I think they tr- like they thought about doing something a little bit more three dimensional with her, and then they kind of just like, like uh... <laughs> yeah ran out of time or. <laughs> I forgot. Well, it's yeah. Is she? They don't really give her a chance to be a like a a paleobiologist. It's not like she's figuring out how the troll works by like reading the lore and being like, oh, so they must have sensitive ears. Oh, they must have this because there's something clearly 
properly mythological about the troll. The fact that it can smell Christian blood and like, you know, can regenerate from damage. And the bells seem to be just literally like, oh, it's Christian church bells. That's what hurt its ears. As opposed to like, oh, well, because they're like, you know, they're subterranean. They've got really sensitive ears to hear noises through the rock. And so uh, it evolved to, you know, like if they had leaned into she's a a paleobiologist and they explained lore. And that's what I kept waiting for. I kept I kept waiting for they're going to list troll lore shit and they're going to be like this biologically mean like make it a naturalized creature. Yeah. But the in message seems to be, no, it is a mystical thing. Like it is a mythical creature that is not bound by right norm like conventional like normal biology. So her being a biologist kind of like I'm 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 guessing what it's supposed to be is like, oh, return to like, you know, the truth, the real truth, which is that you know the mystical thinking as opposed to scientific thinking. So but even that feels underbaked, you know? No, for sure. I, I, like I said, I just think that like she works as that character, the skeptic at the beginning, Yeah, uh, you know, her crazy father, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but I think you're right. I think that once they, uh, once, once she's supposed to be kind of the leading of the myth, uh, towards the second half of the film, I think that she's not as effective as a character. Yeah. I just don't think there was that big, uh, transition from her being, the science yeah no it just kind of like her dad dies and then she's like wait a minute maybe the books are true and then chris is like are you crazy and she's like maybe i am i don't know (laughs) there the the evolution of like you know it it depends really on what the messaging the theming is of the story and it feels like because they didn't have like that wasn't really i don't know locked down (laughs) Yeah, like what ended up happening is she's just like, I guess now I like I'll read this book, but I don't really understand why bells hurt a troll or what that means, because like it it makes him mad. Like even in the lore, it's like, yeah, we would like try and crush church bells. So like, why are you getting close to it? Yeah. Use the church bells to draw it away from people as opposed to circling it. it, What the fuck are you doing? Like, that's just so dumb. I don't understand what kind of falls apart instantly. Yeah, the more you think about it. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, so I can't, I don't understand what her character's whole deal is. Yeah, and, because... I, think, and I think her character's whole deal is kind of what leads to my least favorite moment thing about the ending. So I'll, I'll oh, get back yeah. into it when I get there. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, once again, I don't think the actress did a bad job. No. I just think the scripting the script was, weak. was a little weak on her, her transition. Um, yeah. Then we've got her her partner in crime, uh, Andreas. Uh, Andreas, yeah, yeah. Uh, played by Kim Falk, um, who, uh, yeah, so he's the uh, prime minister's right hand uh, man, but also like quits in a very funny moment uh, in the movie where he, Good he retires. Uh, and he's just like all of us, where he's just like pissed <laughs> that he like said retire instead of quit. He's like, why did I say that instead <laughs> of the normal thing? Blah blah blah. It's, it's really <laughs> funny. Um, but yeah, he he believes everything that she's up to. Like he's always like he's behind her. Like he's gonna help her do everything that she needs. Uh, he's a really good support character. I really uh, had a lot of fun with him. He's also like the comedic character. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Does a lot of the comedy bits. Um, but uh, yeah, I think he was fun. I think he was a he was a really interesting character. Yeah. Um, 
little two dimensional, but just like everybody else. He's just uh, a back. He's supposed to be background comic relief, but like yeah. emotional support for the main character. Yes, you know, yes. Uh, which I really thought would be Chris's role, but Chris really kind of fades into like just being a plot device and not a yep. character. Like his introduction, I was like, either he's going to be a nobody, he's going to disappear. Oh no, he's staying with them. Okay love interest or he's going to like flesh out and become like the action hero who helps him do stuff. Oh no. Andres is the guy who's doing all the action stuff with her. Yeah. Okay. Now Chris is just like helping set up the trap. Wait, the roles got swapped here. What happened? Yeah. Andres was supposed to probably be the one like, okay. And uh, steal the tanning beds and all the caravan people that I know for some reason. And I'm going to socially organize and, and like, you know, I'm going to contact people in different offices and get all, all all my friends down here to plug in these things. But instead it's like the military shows up and uh, yeah, Yeah. it just feels like the cool action hero moment, Scott, the questionable script decision there. Cause I think, it's almost, yeah, like you're saying, the roles could have been easily reversed, too, yeah. because you could have literally had Chris be assigned to her to take her to the airport because yeah. he's the military escort, right? Yeah. And then they go to the to the palace. They see the stuff. Yes. They come up with the plan. They get a hold of Andreas. He does the... Yeah. Like, it literally, like, yeah. Well, then he's... Right. You've got your action hero moment, you know? Yeah. If you had just swapped their two characters, I think both of them would have made more sense. Yeah. In the climax, for sure. Yeah. Um, Even if you still want her to be the person driving, you know, like now yeah, he's yeah. on the back and he's like, try- and then like, it's like, uh, we got to get the skull off. He's catching up to us, you know, like we got to push uh-huh. it. And so like, he's trying to like break the, the rope free and then like it yeah. know, falls out and then they see like the bad thing they did, you know, like you make it an action high stakes moment yeah. where like. Honestly, I never felt like they were going to get nuked, you know? The movie wasn't going to end with, like, a third-party thing that, like, the characters had no interaction with, you know? Right. Um, But, yeah. Uh, uh, Sorry. I kind of stepped into Chris a little bit early there. (laughs) Well, yeah. No, I think – I, but I think that's a really good point. I I hadn't thought about it until you said it, but now that you said it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that would have (laughs) made – the ending way more like <laughs> and, I mean mostly because then it's sense, like actually. you have <laughs> a guy who's like working with like the government and then he quits and then utilizes all of his contacts to do a social like thing right but then it's uh, so it's like because like really like ultimately why the prime minister is evil is because she's willing to nuke her own like capital like her fatherland's like home base because it will help deal with this problem and they won't have to think about it anymore. Right. So she's willing to sacrifice everything just to like stick it to, you know, this, this creature. Um, and so like, yeah, it, you know, it, it kind of feels like, Oh, it's another person's responsibility here. But the, because if they were building up a relationship with either of these two dudes with the, the main, with Nora, it would make sense for, you know, that to happen. But like he, uh, uh, Andreas is still like very clearly close to uh, Iggy. Yes. Uh, who's the the hacker girl. Yeah. Who's very cool. She's great. Wish she had more screen time. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk briefly about Iggy just because we're kind of already talking yeah. about her a little bit. Um, She's not like a, a major character, but she does do a lot of the most important things in the plot. She's just a yes. like, you know. Uh, as Andre says, uh, you know, she's the Spock to my Kirk, you know? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, she's she's just like we, we when we first cut to like the military building 
Uh, she's like away from her desk, getting everybody food. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, yeah, then she kind of becomes this person that, like, she's the one that gets all the information first. Like, she's the one that gets the first footage of the troll and runs it to the prime minister. And then, like, uh, yeah, then we find out that she and Tobias have have a friendship. Uh, and then, yeah, later in the movie, she serves the purpose of hacking the the, yeah. the military to, to stop the drone from firing the nuke question mark the special uh, weapon the special bomb <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i mean and, and like of all the characters in the movie like she and tobias are kind of implied to have a kind of like will they won't they friendship relationship kind of aspect to them but uh yeah. it's never really clear like they don't really spend a lot of time on it which is a little refreshing in my opinion but uh the, it, it is the only like romantic thing which I was surprised because, like, in the first introduction with uh, Chris, I thought Chris it's was like, definitely going to have some sort of ro- romantic thing with uh, yeah with uh, Nora, uh, but uh, that ended up not being the case. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and I guess it really just leaves Tobias, uh, yep. the fa- father, the father, the father. Um, um. <laughs> <laughs> he is a an old man who was obsessed with trolls. Uh, and got even more obsessed after his wife passed away, turned into Brian Cranston, but not because his wife was killed by trolls. She just died of illness. Cancer. I don't know. <laughs> um, and decided to get really into troll hunting uh, and then started to get too close to the truth. And so the government had to lock him up and discredit him and destroy his life, which they just kind of like brush aside. Like they yep. still try and save the royal family after that, you know? Yeah. Like. Frankly, I would have let, like, if I had discovered that, I would have been like, oh, well, then, like, yeah, we should let the troll just, like, murk yeah. your whole estate. <laughs> Sorry, man. We'll kill we'll kill him afterwards, but we're going right. to let him destroy your... So I don't know what that was supposed to be, but whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the reading uh, that uh, my friend got of this as being, like, kind of, like, you know, popcorn propaganda was from Tobias's character being right so often. Yes. Yeah. And that's where it's kind of like, okay, the one character who is a conspiracy theorist who wants to return to a mythical past, specifically like a uh, a a pagan, you know, Christian free world uh, or land of Norway, uh, but not necessarily like any specific aspects or fundamental like truths about what that Norway represented. But but just like I want to like return to, again, the mythic past which is the thing that fascists love to say. Uh, sure. Well, they don't say, I want to return. They're like, we must return to Rome, you know. Rome yeah, was great. Yeah. And then it's like, wasn't Rome like a bunch of like dudes having sex with little boys and like, I don't know, puking because they ate too many grapes? And it's like, we don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, so, it's. It, I mean, it's, here's it, the thing. It's, it's, it, it, it's not as bad as that, but yeah, it, is, true. it is, it is a vague, just like he wants... He, yeah, he he wants people to not forget that the history you're, Norway you're... was not a Christian state always. Yes. Which it wasn't. Know, you, it was no. It def- definitively was not. It was. Like, it was uh, uh, religiously colonized back yes. in the 11th century or like uh, 1018 yeah. AD which, which or something. I, that's what I took away from it more was just like the. Yeah, like I mean, I mean, think of it, think of it, kind of, you know, even in in America standards, right? Yeah. Like we think, like, oh yeah, we're a Christian nation. It's like, well, 
Actually, no, a it... lot of our things that we follow are, you know, yeah. like it's, it's a so little that's... bit more complicated than that. So that's the way I took it is like yeah. his character is very much like we're forgetting that like our, our country is forgetting that we weren't always this. Yeah. We don't necessarily need to return to it per se, but like I I, I, I guess can't, I you can't forget it, yeah. I guess, is my point. Like but I mean, yeah. but it is it is still it is still there for it's, sure. It's it's on the line like and in a way where it's not like it is like a fundamental aspect of the film. And this is why I was confused at the end about what the messaging was, because yeah. it feels like it never fully goes over that cliff of no. it, you know? So no. like, it's just like, it's just up against like, you know, like, yeah, the real problem with modern day Norway Christians, you know, like <laughs> they right. even make a really pointed scene where like the, the, like, you know, the prime minister is like, okayed the nuclear launch. I was like, please leave. Cause I care about all of you so much. Uh, and I'm doing this for God yep. uh, and the fatherland. <laughs> so right, it's right, like, right, right. You know, like there's this like long pause where there she realizes yeah. like, Oh, uh, I mean, uh, you know, so it's, yeah. it's like, you know, onward Christian soldiers, I guess but it was, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. He, you know, his character, uh, is portrayed very like in a very interesting light. And like, I do like the play, like play back and forth between the, the daughter and him, except for, again, the daughter's transition from a non-believer to a believer feels so weird. And yeah. so like her being like, we need to, we need a troll expert, but trolls aren't real. And like, why it's, would you it's like, it, it, it's, yeah, it's like if in 2014, if, if Aaron Taylor Johnson's character in 2014, whenever he got the explanation for what Godzilla was yeah, uh, on the, on the boat, instead of leaving and trying to get back to his family. Yeah. It would have been like if they had tried to force his character to become the conspiracy yes. theorist. Yeah. But instead, in 2014, he goes off and he's like, no, I'm still a soldier. Like, I'm still going to go yeah. back home. Like, whereas in this movie, they were like, oh, no, now she has to accept every yeah. conspiracy theory and every, like, whatever and also try and, like, use the mythology to try and take down the monster. Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't see that transition and like her and her father had been so estranged for so long too that I don't see it being as smooth a transition as they tried yeah. to make it. And so like I think that once again I know we're we're both complaining about this which went up in this episode twice before, but <laughs> I think it is one of the biggest flaws of this movie. That's it, not I keep circling back to least it, yeah. favorite moment, but it is kind of just like a eh, we should probably have tried to find a way to handle that a little better. Yeah. Um. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, but yeah, so that's the last character. So let's move straight into, uh, our, our creature himself, uh, the, the, tr uh, the titular troll, troll the uh, troll king. I, uh, I do like this design. He's got the, he's got a very, okay. So like craggly earthy skin, but the difference with this specific design compared to what we got from a lot of the trolls in uh, troll hunter is that he's got body hair. But instead of it being hair, it's all roots yes. that are growing out of him. And I thought that was such a cool touch that he looks so like made of purely. He is earth. made of the earth. Yeah. yeah. Um uh and he's, you know, like he's a big Kong sized creature with yes. a big old club tail. Specifically Kong Skull Island. Skull Island, yes. Yes. He's he's about a hundred feet tall. Yeah. Uh, uh he's he's got a, a a tail, he's got a very like monkey shaped body, and then a very like an, an oversized head for the rest of his his torso. With and a, a giant honking troll. Big nose. old honking <laughs> nose. And yeah, his skin is very 
like every raised surface that was like a bumper groove or a pimple or a zit or a wart yeah. is a rock. Yes. And like even the skin underneath seems so craggy and gray that it also looks like stone. The yeah. only things that seem like fleshy, properly fleshy, are like when you see it open its mouth and he roars and you see his tongue and his eyes. Specifically, yes. a lot of scenes where they have close-ups. And they do a lot of scenes where they close up in on the eye. Yeah. And even his eyes, like they almost look like like marble. Like yeah. a smooth stone. Like a like it it definitely looks fleshy, but like um, specifically at the troll's death at the end, I thought that was fascinating how they did the the, the like turning it turning over into the stone. stone. Yeah, but like it doesn't like it's not like a transition of flesh to stone. It's like still like stone just kind of creeping over like another stone. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting. It's like it loses yeah. its polish. Uh, Overall, like... exactly. Yeah, and I, I think overall, yeah, I, that's one thing that I was really impre- impressed by was the design. Like Sounds I forgot. Great. Like I forgot how, what the trolls and troll hunter looked like until I went back and looked to see like how they compared, and I, I think you know trying to compare these two is apples to oranges, but yeah. I think that uh, I think you're right. Like I think one of the coolest things that they did was make it feel like this thing is the earth. This yes. thing is made up of rock. Yeah. It is a living mountain. Mm-hmm. It is a living piece of stone. It is a, you know it's it's not. It probably doesn't even have a a a, a well, it does have a proper skeletal structure because we find out that when we see <laughs> yeah. the skeletons. But if they had never shown the skeletons, I would think it was just like, no, it's just a mass uh, of yeah. rock that is somehow moving. It is literally like a golem yeah. or you yes. know, something like that. Um, very, very golem-like. Very yes. golem-like. Um, but that, I, I think that gives it such a unique look and yeah. feel to it. Um, also, just like something I really noticed, too, was the way that – uh, so he's very expressive. He's he's yes. very humanoid in his face, but they kept that same rock-like texture to the way his face wrinkles. So yeah. like when he's like squinting or like making facial motions, the rocks don't look like you know when we squint and we have the lines the way that we do on our faces. Yeah, they still made it look like basically just like you know like rocks shifting and forming like a new crevice between two rocks and how that line looks compared to how it looks on a human face. I don't know. You could definitely tell they spent a lot of time, uh, like making the model and how it would work and how it would move and how it would look. Um, and yeah, he has a tail. He has like a a big whipping, like monkey tail, (laughs) uh, like, like Rob was saying, um, uh, with a big club on the end of it that he that's how he kills Tobias. Yeah. Uh, uh at the uh the the night battle. Um and big old human feet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> His uh very very like yeah, very like there are exaggerated human features all across the body yeah. uh which does lend to a very like it's striking it, it like causes a, lot, a little bit of dissonance for me because there's so many straight up like scene shot, like, you know, scene for scene references to like a Godzilla movie that when like a big old human stomps out, I'm like, you know, I, right. I, I guess like, yeah, there's the gargantuas, but like it, it feels like, I don't know. I, I get, you know, yeah. For him to look so humanoid. I mean, admittedly, like after the movie got rolling and like I sunk into expecting what the creature looked like, I felt like it right. made more sense to me. 
But yeah, I kept like every sequence that felt like it was another movie. And then I would see the troll come in instead. I would be like, eh, there's that moment of dissonance, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I was trying to think of one other thing to say about this design that I did like. But yeah, I think I think the one thing that I really did notice was um, proportion wise. Like I know you said like height wise he is Kong, but like proportion wise he does he has that Kong Skull Island proportions yeah. to him. Like he's got the he's uh the way his shoulders are, like the way his lower body is, like he's got that yeah. like stocky upper build yes uh which is very very kong from yeah. from skull island it's kong uh, skull island but if he had the uh golden eye nintendo 64 dk mode on <laughs> big head mode yeah. you know except for his yeah. arms aren't also really big <laughs> yeah um and then like also like uh, you know props to uh, i love designs that are not symmetrical uh, yeah so like one of his ears he's got this cool like uh, clearly a scar from probably a fight where it went across his cheek and took out like part of his yeah. ear. So like he has this hole in, uh, in one of his ears, which I really appreciate those kind of little design yeah. aspects. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, honestly the troll design is just, it's better than I thought it would be. It's good. Uh, it's legitimately just a really fun, cool design. <laughs> um, and yeah, like I, like I was saying, we do see some skeletons of some other trolls, uh, including uh, the the baby troll, which I know Rob is going to talk about the baby troll skull in just oh, a second. Yeah. Um, which are you know you can tell that they have that kind of like you know oversized cranium of like a baby with like very tiny jaw and eyes compared to the adult trolls that we see, which yes. is you know like your skull is bigger and you grow into it kind of thing. You know exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's it's very interesting like those sequences and obviously you can definitely tell they are a different like they are a species that is yeah. Like, you know what I mean? They, they yeah. have, they have distinct looks to them. For yeah. Sure. Um, so, yeah. uh, do you want to talk about CGI and cinematography? Yeah. Let's do that before we head into favorite, least favorite. I, Cause I think that's, I think it's, it fits here in this specific case. <laughs> Just because we because... were talking about the monster design already. It got me thinking. Cause like, yeah, the CGI is, I mean, it's a Netflix original, so I didn't think it would like, I didn't have expect a it to big be this budget, <laughs> especially. Yeah. Like it, it's a, it's a development company. I haven't heard of before. And like the director, like I, I I'd seen like, I know of some of the other movies he's made, yeah. but I haven't watched them personally. So he's he's done two movies that are specifically like his big claims to fame at this point. Like yeah. He's done a lot of TV shows and a lot of like Norwegian films that didn't make it over here. Hmm. But he did uh, the 2015 movie The Wave, yeah, which also has some great CGI effects. Uh, which I I actually I haven't looked into it. I was going to look into it. Uh, I think might be the same CG company that did this movie. Huh. Um, so that would kind of explain a lot actually. Yeah. Uh, if I am correct. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, he, he did that. And then he also did the, the, the Tomb Raider reboot, uh, film, yeah. the, the Alicia Vikander one, uh, which I thought was actually better than most people uh, said it was. <laughs> um, I feel bad. I didn't watch that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he has a great cinematic eye. I, that's what I have noticed. Um, I've seen clips from The Wave, and I, I mean, like, yeah, it's very impressive, uh, like, the stuff that he was able to pull off, uh, like, with, like, the, the tsunami hitting the town and, like, doing, like, great, like, practical effects mixed with CGI and stuff like that. And it's the same here. Like, there's some really good um, 
I mean, it's mostly CGI for the troll, but like the a good example of it is like using. I mean, I'm sure they like scouted out that pile of rocks that the troll is in in Norway somewhere, you know, to make yeah. it so that it looks like the troll is laying down, and then when his eye opens, then he stands up, you know. Like he he definitely did some great like uh, match plating as far as that's concerned. Yeah. But I mean, overall, just the film itself just has a great like cinematic look to it. I mean, yeah. it looks it looks very like I could. I honestly could have seen this releasing in theaters. Like oh, this yeah. is a this is a theatrical level film as far as CGI, like what it looks like, how it's acted. You know, like there's nothing that there's nothing that feels Netflix original for this movie. It feels yeah. very <laughs> Well, it's clear that it was like it's a Netflix original, but it's like made sponsored and like, you know, it created for Norwegian audiences in a Norwegian movie theater. And yes. then Netflix was like, hey, we'll dub that and put it over we'll here. That up. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, you know, uh, add some, some audio over the top of this, uh, video for you. Right. Uh, you know, it, it, yeah, it's very, it's very well shot. It's a, it's a very pretty film, uh, with like a lot of like every aspect of it is shot extremely well. I, I was really impressed and you know, that's even with multiple scenes where it's like clearly trying to recreate either a sequence or a specific shot or even just like a vibe from another existing property. Yes. They do a yes. good job of like kind of reincorporating that into a cohesive whole. It never feels like hodgepodge with its cinematography yeah. and its direction, you know? Yes, exactly. Um, and I was right. It is the same. Uh, it is the same uh, uh, CGI company as the one that was mm, with him on the wave. It's nice. a ghost VS ghost VFX as uh, <laughs> the, is the company. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, just, yeah, the look of the film is something that did stick with me. I know, I know, mm-hmm. like, once again, I know people are, com- you know, complaining about the, you know, derivative aspects of like, oh, it's just Kong. Oh, it's just Godzilla. <laughs> like, I, and, and I do see that, but I do think that the movie has visually, a visually, visually, it's got a lot going on it. that is yeah. its own. Right, Kong exactly. has its own color palette and its own like vibe. This is not you would never confuse a scene from this with like another scene from you know no, another kaiju no. movie. You might confuse it with like um like uh, uh the ritual maybe you could like because just like yeah. the feeling yeah. and the vibe and the look of Norway that like very damp very misty uh very like sparsely populated landscape until you get into big cities uh uh-huh. into Oslo proper there is like very clearly a a, a vibe that's going on, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, for sure. Um, huh. Yeah. I mean, this, this cinematographer is actually pretty, pretty new to actually being a full on director of photography. Huh. Um, funny enough, he worked as a camera operator in uh tenant inspector. Oh, so that's wow. pretty cool. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he's pretty, pretty relatively new. <laughs> um, no, it was, uh, but it was really good. I really, yeah. uh, appreciated the look of the film. Yeah, uh, and then we'll we'll do sound design after favorite. Yeah, okay, because so that's fair. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Well, what are we starting with? I feel like we've hit on our least favorite moments pretty pretty consistently. So let's do well, favorite we, moments. Let's, let's do favorite. Yeah, because our, our least favorite, like we've hinted at what they are, but we haven't yeah, said exactly what they that's are. That's true. Um, uh, I'll, I'll go first with favorite because yeah, you, you hinted at your favorite, but uh, mine. Um, I think the movie really hit its stride with the uh, the attack on the uh, 
there's, there, uh, your favorite moment was also one of my favorite moments. But I, I, when you said what it was going to be, I was like, okay, I'll pick my other one. Oh. <laughs> the the attack on the uh, the the amusement park mm. with the bells. Uh, as stupid as the plan was, I really <laughs> liked that sequence because I think it was it was a troll sequence where it was in the the overcast day, but the day nonetheless. Yeah. Um, there's some really amazing like helicopter shots uh, of the troll, like, you know, like as the bells are circling around him and like, you know, I, I thought it was really cool that he was attacking like this, like amusement park that was kind of like, you know, to, to the nationalist message that I didn't really fully catch until we started talking about it. But like kind of this, you know, idea of they're using Norwegian folklore to, you know, for, for profit, yeah. Even though it's a Christian country, you know what I mean? Like, it's so like, like I liked that. And I liked that, like that kind of came across as like, he wasn't necessarily smelling Christian blood, but I kind of liked the idea that the troll was attacking kind of that, like the industry of yeah. using trolls. Um, so that was a lot of fun. Um, I, I, I really liked that sequence. I thought it was really well shot. Um, I loved, uh, the Gamera moment of the troll because it really gave us our first moment with him, uh, other than before Tobias's death, yeah, uh, it gave us our first real moment of oh, this troll isn't necessarily out to murder people. Yeah, it's He's reacting just... to its environment and trying to get back home. Yes, which yeah, that's we find out later. Immediately, that's yeah. all he's trying to do is get back home. But I think that that kind of when you find out that's what he's trying to do, and you go back to why he saved the kid. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, because he's not trying to yeah actively destroy all this he's actually just he just wants to get home i just want to get home i want to go to where <laughs> all my 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 kin are exactly. which does raise the question about the stinger ending but you know whatever <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah uh so I, I talked about it earlier my favorite moment is the uh the kind of like kaiju being self-reflective moment uh, the, the baby skull, uh, the petrified troll baby skull, which they are dragging behind the car in a truck finally falls out of the back of the truck because they're whipping and dipping and trying to get, lead the troll King to his inevitable demise. Um, and he like stops chasing them and just picks up the like skull of assumedly like one of his children and just kind of like looks at it and it's just mournful. He's just sad. And then yep. he like sees his reflection and re- is kind of like reflecting on the fact, like it's just very interesting to see so much intelligence in a Kaiju um, uh, with like, he like acknowledges himself. And I think that like, you know, you don't see a lot of like creatures acknowledging themselves in like yeah. Kaiju media. And then like, obviously, you know, something tragic has to happen in this moment. So he, he pushes on the glass reflection because he's looking inside of a, yes. a building while holding, yeah. you know, a last poor Yorick in one hand, he <laughs> pokes his finger, <laughs> <laughs> he pokes his finger through the glass. It shatters. It startles him. He goes, whoop, <laughs> in butterfingers, his child's skull, it falls on the ground and shatters. And then it's like mournful. It roars yeah. and it's sad. And, like, for a moment, like, our main character who's devised his plan to murderate this thing for the crime of, I guess, reacting to bells? Yeah. I don't know. And up to this point, the only people that have been injured have been people attacking it. Sure. And so they haven't, like, I don't know. At no point did I feel like 
I understood why the characters felt the way they did, especially the main characters. The military, I understood. Yeah. The main characters devising this plan to try and, like, kill this troll king just to save the royal family who betrayed her father really didn't yeah. track for me, but whatever. Uh so like seeing it roar and be sad and heartbroken at like the loss of its family, it was just like, wow, man, this sucks. I feel bad for yeah. this guy. I don't want the troll to die. You know? Yeah. I was like, I just let him go back to his mountain. Like let him destroy the, the King's house and sleep in his little troll cave. Like that's all he wants, man. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. So that's where I, that's kind of like that moment was so powerful and emotional. No, I was it was just like, wow. Well, it also tied into, it also tied back to, uh, <clears throat> The, the old couple that their house got destroyed at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Where she said that. It sounds like, so sad. It sounded so sad. And yeah. Lonely. And so, like, I really, like, yeah, having us actually hear that and have that moment with it before yeah. the climax was was really effective for sure. Oh, yeah. Now, segue <laughs> to my least favorite moment. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, I have problems with the ending. Okay. But nothing major. All right. Um, it's just... I don't feel like it was executed properly because hmm. so I like the idea that she stops them from killing it because she has that moment, but I don't think that it's earned No, because we have, it would have been, here's, here's where, here's how it would have been better. If the skull had fallen, fallen out in, in the, the park, park and then you see him stop chasing them. Yes. Which already, Every single one of her plans was horrible, but this one was abjectly cruel. Yes. We're going to cart around a dead loved one. Yes. To, to lure him to Yeah, the like, trap. which is yeah. literally the same thing that led him to being imprisoned. Exactly. We're stealing a loved one and we're dragging it out to, like, you know, right. somewhere to lay a trap on you. It happens so to idea... this creature twice. Exactly. So the idea of her being the better person and realizing that. We can't re- we can't do that. That's horrible. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but, but it I happens. think that it doesn't work because it's separated by another chase sequence. Yes, and then not only that, but then the inevitable thing happens where the sun comes up and it kills the troll anyway. Yes, and so you lose that emotional impact of her trying to save him <sighs> yeah. because it immediately undercuts it by being like, oh, well, he was going to die anyway. Because that's my problem with it, is that even if they hadn't gotten him with the, the, the UV lights, he was still going to die by the yeah. sun coming up. Like, if he there had was nowhere for him to go. Given up. Yeah. If he had of like, you know, like they turn off the thing, she's like, run away, go. And like, you see him looking at the crumbled remains of the skull and he just kind of like sits down. Yeah. And then the sun rises up and he like, you know, uh, 28 or 48 days of nights, uh, right. you know, just, yeah, you know, except it's the sun. He turns into like a sitting boulder. The problem like is also immediately still. afterwards, they're making jokes about it. And she's like, Hmm. Yeah. I wonder if there are other, exactly. no, that's what I mean. Is Andreas and her are like, like, all right, pal. <laughs> I thought she had a, like, it, it, like when they were joking at the end, I was like, I thought she literally just had a moment of trying to save the troll. Yeah. I swear. I just saw that. <laughs> And it was supposed to be like this emotional, impactful thing of like her being like, yes, you know, uh, we're we're being the monsters. Like we've got to stop, yeah, doing this. We've got to stop killing this creature. But then all of a sudden she's like, ha ha ha! It's it's Dover Hill or whatever. Where she's oh, they start we're gonna joking call about this going to be called tr- and Troll Rock or Troll yeah. Resting Mountain or whatever. Which which was which the problem with that for me. <laughs> 
was the prime minister and everybody in the military that has been such assholes the entire movie yeah. were there. Yeah. So like having those lines of dialogue with them already trying to capitalize on yes. the troll corpse would have been perfect. <laughs> it feels like the, the script tone of the movie, <laughs> like the PA, right? The PA was running around and handing out scripts and then like in multiple sequences, dropped the whole sheet of paper and like shoved them back together and said, uh, uh, uh okay, you're in this scene and you say this right. and, and you're over here now. And then, like, they just shot the scenes anyway, and the, there was like, oh, whatever. Like, it, it feels, like, so wild that, like, some There's people... Just, yeah. yeah. That's, I, that's, 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 it just, it was just wild to me. Because yeah. I was, because I understood the concept, I liked the concept. We just had the moment with the sorrowful, like... Yes. The troll, like, you know, like, yeah. realizing that his family was dead. Although, once again, maybe the after credit scene, uh, a little undercut it. But, yeah. um, you know, we don't know what, we don't know what happened there you know maybe we'll find out in a sequel yeah Um, i can't i can't confirm exactly what the director was thinking but it feels it feels half-baked it feels like you know like okay time to move on to the next trope which is the american action 90s movie characters walk or walk away and have a good laugh yes you know oh 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 it's the bell rang it's like oh time for the next trope and so they just had to put it in Exactly. And the problem is that like that it makes the messaging, it makes the theming and it makes the narrative kind of like wishy-washy. Yeah. I'm in full agreement. And that is also my least favorite moment. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, it is, it's so, it's so overwhelming. It's so yeah. like, and it, it, it like her character being the main, you know, main character, main like viewpoint of the whole story and her arcs being undercut by herself. Every other scene yeah. Where it's like the non, you know, like child non-believer. Oh my God. I start to believe I got scared. Boom. Start to cut to modern day. Okay. I'm a non-believer. I'm, you know, then my dad dies. Okay. I'm a believer now. Right. Uh, okay. But I'm not like a smart believer. I'm not going to like understand why the trolls are ha- like that. The trolls hated bells. And so they tried to destroy the bells. Maybe the bells will kill the troll. Like what? Why did you make that leap in logic? I don't know. I'm a dummy. <laughs> Boom. Okay. Now I'm going to be a maliciously cruel individual where I'm dragging the corpse of like a dead child behind my car to try and like get the creature to get killed. Right. Uh, boom. Oh my gosh. Wait, no, this is wrong. I, you know, like this is just a living thing. I should be nice to it. Boom. Okay. Actually, you know what? It's funny that it died and we should name it like a uh, troll fart hill or something. Ha ha ha. It's just like boom, 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 boom. And the, the, the fact that like, that is, I don't know. I, I can't wrap my head around like the, like progression. Cause it's, it's inhuman. And right. if that's the point and we're supposed to dislike all the humans, except for maybe her dad, then like, I guess I understand what they're going for. But I walked away from the movie being like, what were they, what were they trying to say? And right. that's why I latched on to when my friend was like, oh yeah, it's like, it's like, you know, a very right wing film. I was like, oh, okay. Well, at least there's someone can interpret what the movie is. Right. For right, me, right, right. I walked away being like, <laughs> I can't make this sync, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, I, I really agree that like uh, the, my least favorite moment is unfortunately uh, the, the conclusion, but mostly her whole arc feels yeah, so stilted and like, but, 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 but wibbly wobbly. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's wild. It, it very much is. Uh... <sighs> yeah. It's, 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 it's a bit of a downer. Like, uh, I mean, that's, it definitely took off like a point for me. At yeah. The end. Like I, I, I was really enjoying it. Like, I mean, I know I've been complaining about a lot of little things, but like, I was really having fun with the movie. I was at, yeah. you know, like a oh, nine yeah. out of 10 level of enjoyment. 
And then, yeah, like, then all of a sudden the, the, the ending first, happened and I was like, the first ah. 15 minutes for me, <laughs> the first like 15 to 20 minutes for me when it's like a Toho movie and then it's Jurassic Park, I was like, holy shit. Awesome. This is this. Yeah. Nine on 10, 100%. And right. then towards the middle, kind of like dipped down a little bit and then kind of came back and I was like, oh, it's definitely like it's an eight. But like now it's like, you know, okay, it's getting a little bit heavy with like, you know, okay, we're doing Skull Island now. Okay. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, this ending really just kind of, like, deflated me. Um, yeah. And then, like, for it to be, like, and we might make a sequel. And here's the thing. This guy, uh, his studio does make sequels of his movies. The Wave yeah. has uh, th- two sequels right now. They're making a trilogy. Yeah. Uh, which I've never heard of any of them, but they're all, like, <laughs> well-liked in Norway. So right. it makes sense that they are earnestly planning on making a part two, uh, at least, of yeah. this. Yeah. Um, but if they can't lock down human emotions and the arc of human thought in the yeah. span between filming this one and the next one, I think yeah. it'll also end up being probably a seven out of 10 visually spectacular, but ultimately, uh, uh, deflating with its like, you know, core human characters with its characters. Yeah. The, the troll had a great arc. Am I supposed to like yeah. the troll? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wild. <sighs> I, I just, I really felt. I don't know. I was yeah. really that that really did it like I said, it really did knock in the last minute it knocked it down yeah. a couple a couple a couple numbers for me. Uh but I, I did like I said, I did still really enjoy it. So Yeah. Um uh, but yeah, okay, so sound design is the last thing. Uh this movie has some really good sound design. I've got uh, I've got two two things. One, a least favorite sound design, and two, a very favorite funny sound design. And I'll <laughs> I'll talk about those after you get the the core elements the general yeah um i i did really like i mean all the sounds the troll made uh were were great uh across the board uh had really great um like uh sorrowful like when we were talking about how sad it sounded it was perfect yeah um the the foley work for the creature was really well done yeah like when it moved you heard like rocks shifting yes um like really good big stomps as it was walking foley work in a kaiju Uh, film I know, right? Who'd have thought? Uh, yeah, that <laughs> stuff was really, really good. I, I stand by that stuff, like, mm-hmm. hardcore. Uh, the music was hit or miss for me. Yeah. I think that they had a decent, like, monster song. Like, that was it wasn't, like, yeah. I wouldn't go so far to call it a theme. No, but it, was, it, lacks... it was a good song. Well, it, it's also, it's never, like, recognizable enough where, like, the music kicks in and it's like, oh, this 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 horn or this sound effect is the monster's musical uh, right. petite uh, uh, petite motif or whatever, you know, where it's just like, right. oh, there's a rhythm and a cadence that happens, you know, Godzilla's bum, 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 you know, right. like, you know, Godzilla's about to show up before you see his foot step into frame, you know, you know, Jaws's fin is about to pop out of the water before Jaws shows up. And that builds up, and then there's the release of tension, which is the reveal. Unfortunately, it's just kind of like the monster's there, and then the music is playing, you know, and it's just yeah. actiony music. Right. Um, so yeah, I, it, it, it's fine, it's serviceable. Uh, yeah. However, at the very, very end of the movie, they have a cock rocking version of uh, uh, "Hall of the Mountain King," and I was like, "Oh yeah, when are they going to use the Mountain <laughs> King song? <laughs> They've got to use the Mountain Kings." And I kept saying it, and I was like, "Where is the Mountain King?" <laughs> the whole movie, and then at the very end, when they tease the sequel. 
I laughed. It was awesome. I was laughing was, so much. It was ten out of ten. That it was. It was yeah. awesome. It was. They should have used it in other places, but yes, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, it was a good version of the song for sure. It was yeah. a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> what is not good is Netflix's uh, ADR department when it comes ah, yes. to dubbing. Yes. So okay, ADR. Let's talk about that for a brief moment. We have re- we have done ADR. We have seen good ADR. Yes. Good ADR is you try and record a person's voice and you sound mix it to fit in with the environment right. of where the character is. Are they in a big oh, echoey space? For, for, for people who don't know what ADR oh, is. Oh, yes. Sorry. Uh, so uh, I, I feel like it's I, I always forget the actual acronym. Oh, I think yeah. it's automated dialogue replacement. Something like that. It's not automated in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Uh, if I remember right, that's the running joke in the film industry. Uh, but um, what it is is, say, for instance, you are shooting out in the middle of Norway, and you are you have a helicopter, and your background yeah. and you automated dialogue replacement. Replacement. Yes, I was Sorry. right. But it's not automated. It's not automated. It's you have that. to manually. An actor <laughs> has to manually do it. <laughs> An actor has to, and not only that, they have to manually put it back into the movie. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so let's say you have a helicopter in a sequence, and the helicopter has to be running, right? So the yes. helicopter blades are... <laughs> so you've got the helicopter noise. Yeah. If you try and record the dialogue on set, it's not going to work. <laughs> you get tenet so, is what you get. Yeah. So obviously you have the actors still record the lines and you probably yeah. even still have the microphone on just to help. Yeah. But you're, you're not going to ever be able to use that audio. It's yeah. ne- you don't, it doesn't work. So what you do is you have the actors come back in after shooting mm-hmm. and they look at the footage on screen and they try and match their voices to the emotions they have on set. To the, the physicality. To so the you'll physicality. see – like characters yeah. like you know they'll you'll see run uh, place, they'll jump around they'll yeah <laughs> to try and get their blood pumping so that's that's done in like i would say 99.9 percent of movies that yes. you've ever seen in your life has adr yeah the times that it's bad is for instance here's a great example of it's not actually adr it's redubbing yes this, but is, it, dubbing. this is a way to notice it but. Is uh, let's say in uh, Snakes on a Plane when they did the TV edit of <laughs> um, the movie, yes. right? Yeah, you can't have him say the mother effer. Yes, on live TV, so they had to change it to monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. And <laughs> yes. even though technically the the mouth movement of that is close, it's not exact. Suddenly, so, like, it sounds like Sam Jackson isn't just standing a few feet away from the camera. It sounds like he is right next to you. Yes. Saying Monday to Friday plane. <laughs> exactly. And like, and the lips don't quite match up and it doesn't look right. Yeah. Um, and that happens like, once again, bad ADR in movies probably happens maybe 40% of the time where sometimes <laughs> something will just go wrong yes. and you'll notice it. Like once I learned what ADR was, it's unfortunately like a huge curse because now you'll be watching the movie and you'll notice someone like slightly turned away from the camera. Yeah. And you'll hear the ADR line and you'll notice their lips don't move the way that Quite they should. The and same, you're just yeah. like, ah, ah. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in this movie and, and, and movies, obviously, you know, we're, we're, we're a giant monster podcast. We talk about Godzilla movies all the oh, time. Yeah. When you do a foreign language film, you do what's called a dub where you bring in, you know, new actors to yes. dub the language, uh, the film in a different language. Um, and 
try to match as much dialogue as you can to the thing. Yeah. Netflix, as Rob is talking about, has a really bad time with this. And they've had a really bad time about it. Always. Always. They've never, Um, I think because they use the same audio booth and it's probably the same like company to do all of these dubs. It's got to be, if it's not their internal company, it's got to be a company that they specifically just have a contract with. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same audio quality every single time. So it's the same issue. The problem is that the actors are not given physical physicality instructions. They seem to be just reading from a script. So it's very monotone. It's very flat delivery, very unenergetic, unlike disconnected. And it's all, it's not mastered in a way to where it feels like the audio is coming from a direction or from a character. So it's a voiceover. It's really just like properly like a, uh, like an audiobook is playing while you're watching the movie. Right. Um, and because they don't mix and master the sound in a way that makes it sound like the characters are saying something and because they're not giving emotional, physical cues to the actors, the voice actors who are doing an admirable job. Like they are reading the dialogue clearly and crisply, right. but you have characters that are running and all of a sudden it's like, like a person is just like full tilt going and they have the character going like, all right, we have to get out of here. Let's go. And it's just like really flat, really low energy. And it's like, you know, or like something really scary happens and it's just like, Oh, Oh, Oh no. <laughs> like they can't like the, the people working the like, Mike's can't like, okay, I'm going to drop the gain, scream like crazy. Okay. Do right. that take again, but with <laughs> like, you know, with terror or like, do it's just like, oh gosh. All right. Well, we need to father. I don't believe you in this. It's just so flat. <laughs> and like, I don't know. I watch a lot of old Kung Fu movie VHS rips and all yeah. of those at the very least, like it's recorded in like a crappy, not soundproof room with like a 1973 mic. So there's right. static, there's buzz, there's a hiss to it. And so like, I kind of expect it. And also all the actors are being super hammy, maybe because they didn't respect what they were doing. But at the very least, there is like a caricaturization of the voice. It right. is a character and they're, ha, ha, you know, they're like, you can right. imagine as, there's as we're a physicality. Saying, they're, they're running in the booth trying yeah. to get the voice right. They're <laughs> never, never nope. from the, the very first dub, I watched Darkness or whatever, the time travel one from Germany. Um, that, like, I, I couldn't keep watching it. It was like, oh, this is an interesting idea for a show. Can't watch this. The dub is so bad. And then yeah. every single time I've seen a Netflix show where I'm like, the premise sounds really cool. And then I click into it and you get that flat, like, ah, all right, let us do this thing now. And it's yep. just like, all right, no. <laughs> yep. And it also, yeah. And, and the, because the sound mixing is so bad that you lose like all of the, like uh, the fully work loot is yes. gone. The, the, the soundtrack. Well, is it's, gone. Pushed, uh, it's pushed, it's pushed way into the, the back. back. Yeah. yeah. Because they don't, they don't match yeah. the edit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's notoriously bad. I, I've known about it with Netflix for a very long time. So like the instant yeah. when I hit play and once again, let, let me specify this. If you're in America, it's going to <laughs> it automatically defaults. select the dub. Um, so whenever you start this movie, no matter what you do, go in, change <laughs> it to the original language with subtitles. Yeah. Um, it's 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 not it's not worth it watching it uh, <laughs> dubbed. It's it's just not. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. It, it really just distracts from the movie, and it always distracts from the movie. And I don't know why Netflix isn't even a smidge better. Uh, they're just real bad about it. They're like one of the worst that I've seen in yeah. recent memory. And the fact that it's consistent 
it is across all yeah. products. It almost sounds like it's an edict. Like, no, don't have the voice actors act. <laughs> don't know. Like, sorry, there's a rule against us performing, you know, like that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, 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 yeah, it, it's wild. It's weird. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so yeah. So wrapping things up, <laughs> let's shall. <laughs> um, once again, I, I have a lot of little tiny complaints, but a lot of those little tiny complaints, honestly, and I, I don't say this a lot, but a lot of those little tiny complaints were stuff that I thought of specifically trying to think of stuff to talk about in this episode, not necessarily stuff that I was thinking about while I was watching the movie. So if you watch this movie just as a casual viewer, like I think you're still going to have a lot of fun with it. And, and I and once again, I had a lot of fun while watching it, and I don't regret it. Like I mean, I, I think it's a movie that I will probably put back on at some point because I did have fun watching it. But – it does get held back a little bit by a few things, and those few things are exactly what we broke down. And some of the things, once again, that it really gets held down by is it not really having a script and action scene identity of its own in a lot of times, yes. on a lot of places. Yeah, where it does borrow from other movies from the genre: Godzilla 2014, 1998, King Kong, Kong mm-hmm. Skull Island. Uh, you know, a little bit from even, yeah, Beast from 20,000 Fathoms with the ending, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a little bit of just like little, little sprinkles of just like, I saw this monster movie. I really liked that scene. So I'm yeah. going to kind of recreate it or, you know, a little bit of Jurassic Park even with like the, you know, the coffee with the, the, the coffee rattling. And yeah. then also like the, the whole crew, the dig site, you know, at the end, right, the dig site, that yeah. whole sequence. So you know, it, 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 you could definitely see the influence of every movie that this guy watched. And you can tell that he is a fan of all of those movies, and that's why he did this to begin with. Um, but I, once again, that's, that's me nitpicking it a little bit. That is me really kind of like trying to figure out like what I liked, what I didn't like about this movie. And a lot of times a general audience is not going to do that. And I think this is one of those perfect examples of – um, if you're just watching it for the movie that it is, if you're just watching it as a monster movie that just released, I think you're going to have fun with it. I think you're going to like the lore. I think it's really cool that they brought in the mythological aspect of the troll. Like it's not just a giant monster. They brought in like the Christian blood aspect. They brought in the why, you know, they gave us a reason why he's going where he's going. And like, they gave us the, Oh no, trolls did exist in Norway. Like they, this isn't just a one-time thing. This is a, you know, it's a reawakening of some some sort. Um, the fact that there's all that stuff built into this one hour and forty five minute movie, and it doesn't feel oh uh, yeah, d- it doesn't feel like bogged down by the myth, but it also doesn't feel like rushed either. Um, I think it's a very well balanced movie overall. Hmm. Um, so yeah, like I said, I, I I did have a lot of fun watching this movie. I do highly recommend it to any kaiju fans specifically. Obviously, yeah. kaiju fans, you're gonna love it. Uh, even general audience fans, like I mean, once again, I think I think there's for a new release movie on Netflix. Like I think you'll have fun watching it. I think you'll have a blast. Like I think it, it, you'll you'll enjoy your hour forty five minutes. You won't regret it. Yeah, at all. So, yeah, I'm in agreement. I I I did like it's visually very entertaining. It's a super brief movie. You know, uh, like an hour. Yeah, hour and forty one. I think tops. Yeah. You know? So like, I mean, you're blasting through this thing, you know, super yeah. like just a, a, just a clean, easy watch. Um, 
the uh, you know obviously I think that there, there's some kind of messaging that they want to have that either is accidental and unintentional or is intentional. I don't know. I, I don't know Roar. I don't know his whole deal. I don't know the writers. Uh, well, Roar worked with one other guy. I don't know what they like envisioned, right? Um, but it does feel like popcorn propaganda where it's like fun, but there's like a, a theming and message that's like underneath that just like doesn't quite get to the surface. <laughs> um, it is uh, it, like the characters are kind of like just props they are they are the kaiju of like you know some lower budget kaiju movies you know where like the the monster is just like kind of in the background doing stuff it kind of (laughs) feels like that's like what's happened here is it's the inverse where the actual narrative is like about this troll and the loss of like his family and then like the humans are really just kind of like props to be like problems for the troll to overcome until he's eventually defeated um (laughs) And yeah, I do think that like, you know, the, that, that does kind of, it's one of those movies where when you're watching it, it's like, you're watching it, it's fun. And then it's sad. And then it's like tragic and it ends. And then like, it tries to like be like stinger, we're going to the next movie. You don't really think about it at first, but then like the more you like, let it circulate. Like, again, I watched this on, uh, probably like Friday night or Saturday, no, yeah, Thursday night. You watched uh, Thursday night. Yeah. Thursday Cause I watched night. it Thursday during the day and yeah. you watched it Thursday night. Because and it is. It's Sunday. So I've had time to stew on it and think about it. And so like the irksome things that are really just kind of like passing started to build up and I started to yeah. think about them more and more and more, but that's probably just how my brain works with stories now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, w- once again, I-, I think it is, I think it's fun, you know, to talk about the context of, you know, when you're, when you're watching movies for a podcast, yeah, oh yeah, you, you do have to kind of like, overanalyze something listen that normally... this was me this was me before the podcast it's just yeah. now exacerbated <laughs> you just you i mean yeah it's true but like you you like a lot of times you do kind of just like have to overanalyze some stuff mm-hmm. yeah. that you normally would have just been like yeah that scene was stupid and just okay. move on <laughs> oh wow i can't believe the ending was like that anyway the action was yeah. fun that was cool <laughs> remember when he uh, got blasted with the thing and his skin regenerated like wolverine that was sick and then right. you'd never think about it again. You'd never, but never, I, just be gone. <laughs> I have like a digestive process now where like, it's not like, I don't just like watch it. I watch it twice. I write notes. I right. think about it and I'm like, you know, you're like, yeah, it's impossible to not like overthink yeah. it. So if you don't overthink it, there's just like, you know, it's probably like a nine out of 10 movie. Yeah. Because if you're watching it just because like, you know, it's like, man, I can't wait to see the next, like what, what kaiju movie will he reference next? You yeah. know, and spotting that it's like uh, the good version of spot the fetish where instead it's like spot the reference, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, so uh, mixed feelings, still a very fun movie, very visually stunning. Uh, felt really bad for the troll. Uh, uh, tr- uh, I feel like, feel like the troll should have just been able to uh, crush the King and then go live in his cave with his homies. That, that's what I would have wanted. Um, the true ending. <laughs> yeah. The good ending. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, I think that's it. Do you want to, uh, uh, as a, a secondary reminder of what we're doing next? Sure. Yeah. So we are starting off, uh, the rest of December with legend of dinosaurs and monster birds. Yeah. Uh, that, was the movie. <clears throat> that was the, the host vote that one. Uh, and that, uh, that, uh, that that's going to be a ride. Uh, <laughs> 
Rob, you you've never seen it, right? No, I've never watched it. I I remember I've seen like I remember when early on when we first started the podcast, a uh, a YouTuber covered it, and I was like, oh, I wonder if this counts. And I watched his review, yeah. and I was like, Oh my god! <laughs> so I'm I don't remember exactly how it played out, but I'm excited to cover that. Well, uh, I'll tell you that there's a disco soundtrack that makes no sense. Yeah, so that's the, that's baby, a good start. I'm back on top. I'm back in. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and then we will be covering the seventh voyage of Sinbad's as an on the fringe episode, uh, awesome. the second part of December. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Some great Harryhausen uh, stop motion effects uh, that are going to be a lot of fun to talk about. Yeah. Uh, and then we have a Christmas special, which we are going to keep Yay. secret uh, for the most part. Some of you might be able to guess it. Just You've based already. On... I've given a lot of clues. It, I, yes. It's it's an open <laughs> secret at this point. Uh, <laughs> it is a it is a thing that has become very infamous on this podcast. That's what I'll, all I will say. To be fair, we'll be finally putting it to bed, and I'll never it's be gone. able to I'll never be able to talk about it ever again. It'll be done. Yeah, it'll be over. Think about that. Never, never again. Well, yeah. unless season three. Well, there is there. To be fair, the same company did make Tarzan and Jane, and now if you go to Netflix and go to their Tarzan and Jane like header image, they use a picture of Kong. I spoil it. Well, from the show. they don't use a picture of the actual like an ape from the the tarzan and jane cgi show they use a picture of wow the jetpack boy it's so funny wow Uh, oh okay at least for me they know they know what i my uh watching interests are so yeah (laughs) um but yeah I can't wait to see you all in the next episode uh I'm really excited to listen to some funky some funky beats and uh, watch some funky beaks. And in theory, my voice will be all the way back next episode. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Just gargling tea before the episode. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoy us talking about Troll. Uh, we had a lot of fun watching it. Uh, as we said, we both recommended it, so go check it yeah. out on Netflix. Uh, very easy to find. Super is, easy. It was yeah. not on the front page for me. I had to like go search Troll. And obviously, a bunch of like other troll content popped up first until I typed Including out Troll Hunter, right? Troll Hunter, Troll Hunter, yes. Yeah. But then, like Troll, when I finally typed out Troll fully, it like popped it up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, check it out. Be ready for being sad about the poor troll boy. Poor, poor troll boy. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next time for Legend of Dinosaurs and Monster Birds. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. <laughs>